Hi, this is Sonny Vaccaro, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio's Played on It Network, iTunes and Spotify is where you find us, and Jake Brown Radio and Jake Brown Show are the social media handles. Joining us now, happy to welcome on a guy that I talked to last summer on the prior podcast. It is the former Nike executive. Um, you, you may have saw The Soul Man, the 30 for 30 ESPN documentary. It's the legend, Sonny Vaccaro on the line. Sonny, what's going on, man? Well, anxious to talk to your audience on this beautiful 120-degree weather in uh, Palm Springs right now reside, and I understand it's raining in New York this week. Yeah, I mean, are you in Qatar or Palm Springs? I mean, 110 <laughs> degrees, are you well, kidding me? Well, I'm glad I'm not in Qatar. I am in Palm Springs, so that would be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not be able to fun- function in that weather. My bald head, I already sweat in 60-degree weather. Oh, my God. Um, so it's tough. Um, Sonny, what's going on in the NBA Finals here, man? I mean, the first two games, blowouts, the series looks over already. Well, it's interesting. Uh, according to what the, uh, Mr. Silver wants to do, we want to change everything up because we want to get rid of young kids, and the only thing that's shining in this thing are pretty young kids. Uh, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. You know, what's going on here is one thing different, and I thought LeBron really emphasized it uh, on Sunday night. You know, it's not the same team they played last year, first of all. And this is what's happened in NBA basketball. You have an accumulation of great talent that's going to be very, very hard to beat if, you're, if your goal is to win the championship or whatever. A lot of teams are going to have good years, as we saw this year, especially in the Eastern Conference, which, is, which needs an overhaul. So that's my answer, Jake. You've got great kids you know, bundled together. You know, they're going to have great results eventually. Is it even fair? I mean, it seems like the Warriors with this team are destined to win for a couple more years and just don't even play the rest of the season. Well, fair has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that it's, it's what the rules are. This is how the NBA you know, allowed things to happen. And I'm not saying here for the Warriors because I, I believe you know, money should never be an object, and especially on the salary caps and all that stuff. That's another story, Jake. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing to do with fair. Everyone has to change hands. Most of these people that are running these teams have as many you know, billions of dollars as the other guy does. I mean, so money's not an object in running it. And if great players want to go with great players, that's the ultimate in our life. Don't we all want to aspire to be you know, the, the best in our business and uh, I'll join an outfit that can be the best? I, I I have no problem. I understand the frustrations of fandom, but uh, but that's not my frustration. That's the frustration of the world we live in. No one seems to bring this element up to the, the Boston Patriots, let's just say, okay, or other uh, other sports that have been you know constant people. I mean, that, that have been in the same Super Bowl or same Stanley Cup playoffs or stuff like that. It just seems to resonate in basketball. Basketball bears the brunt of what is considered the ills of sports in a lot of ways that I don't think are, are right. So, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the Patriots are a dynasty, aren't they not? You know, Golden, or, uh, San Francisco 49ers were one. I mean, eventually they all were, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, but I do think there was a little more competition. And in the Patriots' sake, I mean, we've seen them multiple times lose in the in the Super Bowl. We've seen them uh, be down 28-3, and as Falcons fans hate to hear that, those numbers. Uh, but we've seen games that are close, competitive. We've seen them lose. Uh, we've seen them win. Uh, I know the Warriors won't stick around forever with this team, but, I mean, I mean, adding Kevin Durant to a team that won 73 games – it just for me, it's just like why would anyone watch the regular season? And the regular season already needs to be cut. I think twenty games to sixty-two. Well, well, Jake, that that's a better solution. But 
the you know, Mr. Silver and the 30-some owners aren't going to agree to that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the season's too long. The season is meaningless. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, the, you know, that the, um, the Cleveland, the Cavaliers really eloquently stated that case and because LeBron is now the spokesperson, an elegant spokesperson for a lot of things, NBA and personal associated with sports in there. They, you know, coming in second to Boston didn't seem to be a problem, now did it? I mean, that's the... the 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 imagination of the fan wanting it to be perfect is is, is it's a false delusion. It's not an imagination. It's delusional, because it's not going to be. You're not going to compete with Cleveland. I mean, you're not going to compete with them. Toronto has a chance. Boston has a chance. They all have a chance to beat each other. In a seven game series, they have a very little chance of beating this kind of a team. Listen, the argument now, Sonny, has been Jordan versus LeBron. Obviously, you're known for being the key figure in bringing Mike Jordan his historic Nike deal. What's your opinion on the Jordan-LeBron debate? Is there someone that's better than the other, or are you on the fence of, I don't like to compare errors? No, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not on any fences. I, I, I'll, I'll give you my, my answer. Uh, you know, what Michael did on the court of basketball is not, I don't believe it's going to be replicated. And since the world we live in is how many championships or how much wealth you have or how many buildings you own, how much property you own, Jake, that's going to be the, that's going to be the dominant thing. If, if LeBron could win this year, and it's going to be an uphill battle, but it was last year, mm-hmm. if he could win this one, this is almost the most important one he'll ever you know, get to, you know, get you know, we are saying Tiger was going to beat Nicholas. That was the subject of, you know, much thing. And there's no one greater playing golf than what Tiger Woods was in our era. Not mine to you, Jake, but, mm-hmm. you know, yours in reality, okay? Mm-hmm. And then something bad happened. So, and he can't ever, ever be put with Nicholas now. If you're talking about, you know, 17 championships or 20 championships, that's like LeBron. You've got to win championships. If you take the total picture of the athlete, the greatness of the individual, and the greatness of what he did off the court, if you put the human into the, the thing of uh, take away the titles, then I think you have an argument. LeBron's done a lot more personally for the game of basketball, for the state of basketball. Uh, by being an outspoken, it has nothing to do with Michael's, you know, you know, whether he did or did not do anything. It was a whole different world. Just athletes could, do, could have done things all their lives. LeBron is center stage on probably the most valuable athlete in America today because he's not afraid to speak his mind. Putting that into the context of a Sonny Vaccaro, if you're rounding it all up, I mean, then then it's going to be, in my mind, a tie. One's going to go to the guy that won the greatest championships, and, and Jordan was – it's hard to overcome Jordan. But it's also hard to overcome LeBron James and what he did. And even when he started at 17 or 18 years old, he overcome that age myth thing. He overcome being blasted as a high school kid, right out of high school. Michael was never put to ridicule. I mean, the only thing Michael may have done silly or – you know, not thinking, and I have no idea, I can't speak for Michael on the thought, was, uh, you know, Republicans buy. That seems to be this thing. Michael did some other things that were off, offbeat during his career, but they come and go with most athletes. But when you're talking about the greatest, you know, somehow if LeBron wins this number four this week, this month, I, I, and I don't, think, I don't think they can, but that's what I don't think has nothing to do with it. 
I, I, I don't want to get involved, but as far as a physical specimen, Jake, and I know it's a long answer, <laughs> I've never seen anything in this sport like LeBron James. Never. I mean, his, 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 his body, his uh, He doesn't get hurt. He's always healthy. Uh, no, well, isn't that interesting? I'm glad you said it because I was talking too much, and now I'll go to your fan base right now, Jake. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. The sucker, like, you know, and you know he's getting beat up. You know that. I mean, th- this is happening, and he just keeps playing through it. And you got 82, and you got that exhibition season. Then you, you know, he's on his, you know, 14th game tomorrow or Thursday or whatever the hell they play. I mean, all these things add up on the body, don't they? Mm-hmm. It seems this kid has been, God bless him, immune. Yeah, it's it's like Superman or RoboCop. Like you just mm-hmm. keep shooting him, and he just won't go down. And uh, and, and go, let's go back to Michael. He had a few of those injuries. I mm-hmm. remember one with Nike when he, you know, then he goes back to the famous game. I think it was with Cleveland. And, you know, but Michael was injured. Michael, you know, he was human. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, then age did catch up with him after the the, the baseball thing and all that sort of stuff. But he lasted a long time too. LeBron is like, what is he, 33? I mean, 32, yeah. 30, I mean, he's just been here forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Time flies. I mean, he got here when he yeah. was what, 18 or 19, and now 13, 14 years in, still yeah. staying on the court, still uh, dominating. And, and I agree. I think if he could beat this Warriors team, I mean, it's hard to argue that Jordan ever beat a team in a similar stratosphere as this Warriors team. I mean, I, well, not that I can remember. Well, I think the only one – that I would equate it with, and I saw up until I wasn't with them anymore. Uh, you know, I, I remember the Lakers. That that was uh, that was a pretty you know good situation there. They had good players on that team. If you go back to the, the, the you know the games that Michael won against the team, they all had their superstar like Barkley and whatever. They, they, it was a great era. It was a lot of great players, obviously. But this team here, when you're talking about you know in in the in a relative matter, Clay Thompson. And I watched the guys yesterday try to protect Clay because he didn't do good the first game. It was like the silliest argument, but they did it as a friend. This kid is a great player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By God, he, mm-hmm. he was four for 14 or something in the world. Ended. But what he does, and I'm not a connoisseur, I'm not that good. I would probably not have been a good coach, Jake. But my point here is Clay Thompson, in, the, in what he's been for the three years on this, you know, this team and now with Kevin, he's been one of the best defensive players in the league. And we don't even talk about it because we sort of – but if there's a guy who's a defensive specialist, we talk about it, don't we? Am I right? Mm-hmm. That was, that was uh, Rodman, right? I mean, yeah. that's who – they were defensive guys. I mean, we had defensive guys. This kid's a defense, offense, passer, and he's like, you know, whoa. He's like the, you know, the low man on a total pool as far as being an all-star all-star. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Sonny Vaccaro joining us here on the Jake Brown Show. When is the last time you've seen Michael Jordan? In an all-star game, uh, I think it could have been Louisiana. So that was a long time ago. I know I saw him because uh, yeah, he was still with his first wife in Houston. That would be the only time I would see a lot of guys. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, other than Tracy, you know, I, I, I've been staying close to him. All the, the kids of that era, like I knew Kevin and his family very, very well. Kids who went to my camp and all that, and then Michael and that generation was before there was a camp, and obviously Michael was a connection of Nike. But I, I don't, that's not unusual. 
So don't read anything into that. It's not unusual in a sense that that's the way my life was, especially when I was doing the camps and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, last summer you said on our podcast, Brown and Scoop, um, when Jordan uh, gave Raveling all the credit, you said Michael's delusional, George Raveling is crazy, yeah. Phil Knight is sinful. Uh, is it like if I saw like an ex-girlfriend or something, like if you saw Michael Jordan, would it be awkward with you guys or no? It would never be awkward with me. I think if I were out of chance, I'd say the same thing. Why did you lie? <laughs> There's no, I mean, why did you lie? Why did all three of them lie? Well, Raveling's a habitual liar. I would give the other two some credit for just being understanding what success is and, and, and relationships are. I don't know. And I'm, I'm saying it on your program. Last time I said something like this, it made all the headlines. And mm-hmm. Hopefully it's good for your show. But it's just a fact to me. I don't have personal stuff. I just, I just was hurt and, stand, and always will be hurt. That was a lie that's, that they can't defend. It was, I mean, my life with those two situations and, and then Raveling to See, Raveling's problem broke off 20-some years ago. I mean, that was, that was personal. I mean, so we both know what did happen there. There's no refuting him. That he would be the recipient of somebody in his conversation. Of, other than lying, the silliest thing they did was allow his name to be associated with Jordan at that age and that situation. Other than him getting him to the, to, to the you know, to the meeting, uh, I don't know if you've ever saw him again, other than in the capacity of saying, hi, Mike, how you doing? Mm-hmm. There, that, that's good for your show, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I love the quote you said last. You said, George, well, you said, George was my best man, and you asked George to drive Michael to Tony Roma's, and George was just the chauffeur. Uh, the very fact that George said they spent a lot of time together is full of crap. He drove him to Tony Roma's. That was the basic last time I can really put him together with Michael. I mean, in, in, in 9, 10, 11 years. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they saw each other. George is a great glad-hander and still is and all that and all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, you know uh, Jake, it's, it's something that, you know, it'll get ironed out eventually. I mean, no, it'll get ironed for the public to understand. I mean, uh, but I go on with my life. I mean, you know, taking, going, staying on the subject, though, what, what, what Nike ended up doing and Phil Knight uh, you know, obviously did. I mean, it's one of the great commercial countries, uh, companies in the history of our continent. Michael's going to go down forever. I mean, I, I can't. I would never. I would make me like them. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is, was, and when I was with him, when we physically were together, it was the greatest relationship in the world. There was no one closer. I mean, I traveled the world with the guy. I would not mind seeing a Sonny Vaccaro, uh, George Raveling UFC match. I mean, you two just going at it, throwing punches. No, I, that's, that would be no fight. He has no, no defense. <laughs> so let's go beyond that. There, there's no, no fight. There's, no, there's nothing to do there. So whatever. I, I mean, I'm, I am perfectly happy with my life and whatever. And, uh, you know, wh- whatever. I mean, that's what it is. But going to today's game and watching these kids uh, – you know, it's a very interesting commodron uh, that we're, we're facing here. And if Golden State, and I don't know if they can win, you know, in Cleveland, it's still – Cleveland's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how good Golden State is, and that's how good Kevin Durant – do you know last night if you watched any of the interviews, and I watched both of the segments on ABC and ESPN, it was interesting to me that for the first time, the, the, you know, the, the people who comment on this – is finally putting Kevin Durant where he belongs. I mean, uh, and the only reason he wasn't there before is they didn't win the championship or whatever. So and now even I think your show today came to that conclusion. If Durant would have gone anywhere other than the you know Golden State, we wouldn't have this discussion. He would he'd have went to he'd have gone to somewhere that was pretty good. They may or may not have got the championship because we all thought. I mean, hell, you know, we all thought 
the, the Clippers were going to be like that, right? They mm-hmm. they had some pretty good people on the surface, didn't they? I mean, whatever. And even at uh, Oklahoma City, the, those guys were good. I mean, Oklahoma City, you know, that fell apart by hard. That was management. You, you guys, you know, you, you, sometimes you guys let some people off the hook. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they made all these, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, it wasn't Kevin Durant. I mean, it was not Russell Westbrook, and it was not this. It was they had some pretty good guys. Would you agree to that, Jay? Yeah. Well, I think with the Durant case too, and I talked with Jack McCallum about this, is that he's fallen so under the radar with the highlight reel that is Steph Curry, and with the injuries he had this year, that it was like. Oh, Kevin Durant was on the Warriors? I mean, he didn't really look at it in the regular season, and we forgot that this guy was a former MVP, and the guy has played with two superstar point guards in his career and never has really a chance to flourish on his own because he's playing with guys who also shoot 30 to 35 times. And, and, and you know, and I think Jack's correct, and I think your analysis is right for, for the audience listening today. But what we what, – what sometimes we do as a whole, a fan, whatever sport you're looking at, Jake – is you only look at present-day circumstance. If you look beyond, Kevin Durant's been this good since he's about 10th grade, 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He went to Texas and whatever, you know, and they didn't win a championship, and so he sort of flew off the radar screen, didn't they? I mean, that's, you know, he's been a guy that, like, has been devoid. And also, until recently, that I can I, I never met Kevin, He he's never been, like, a great you know, interview. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's handled this thing here. His answers are sometimes are funny or do whatever, but, but he's more of, uh, of a complete guy. And you know what? He knows inside of him. I think every athlete knows inside of him who he's better than and not better than. I mean that sincerely. I, and I'm not going to go over a list here for you, Jake. Mm-hmm. But I've been around too many of the great ones that there's always been they knew they were better. And I'll, uh, I can't do it on your radio show. But anyway, two of the greatest in the world, you know, I happen to know pretty damn well. And and the one of them I probably knew a little bit better than the other one, there was no doubt in his mind. And at some point in time, there was always that comparison. There was no doubt in his mind that he would have kicked the other guy's butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to say the name? I'm guessing it was George. I'm not going to say it. I shouldn't even gone. I hate doing that to you <laughs> and your audience. But no. But I've seen those circumstances. I seen it. So Kevin, Kevin, last night he he's on there with with uh, Steph, and he's on there with Jermon Green. Another thing I think I should comment on: Jermon Green finally, you know, he's an unbelievable talent who was unrecognized for four years at Michigan State, at Michigan State, and in the NBA. So I want to get that off my chest, just so we just so we don't understand that the, you know everybody should have known better. He still was drafted in the 30s, like you know, and he was there four years, not one. So, but he is a hell of a talent. And I thought he was eloquent last night, and he understood what he did wrong. That technical, in my mind, you can't play it back, but I, that technical cost him the championship last year. I, I, I believe that, okay? But you can't – Cleveland won. That does not take anything away, and some people may interpret it as that. That was the dumbest foul and the dumbest reaction I've ever seen a great athlete in a great situation do because he is a great athlete. But then when he was last night trying to split the baby, he was – that was human. I, I like that Draymond Green a lot. Mm-hmm. He was telling the difference between, and then he also got Clay in there and talking about his teammates. This was a tough one. Steph Curry went from being maybe arguably from number 550 in one, one year to like five and up, all-time greats. Remember that conversation? Yep. And Steph is great. 
you know, Steph is, I mean, unbelievable, and he will, God willingly, not get hurt and have that kind of life, and he'll be one of the ones to recognize forever. But what he did for that year was what we saw other athletes do for a minute or two. I mean, you know, but my God, was he, and is he good? But I thought Draymond was, he couldn't cut the baby in half by saying, I get two of the greatest players, probably, I don't know how life's going to play out because there's so many great players. You know, let's just say hypothetically, allow me that thing, okay, because there's so many. You probably got two of the ten best players that are ever going to play this game on the same team. I mean, I think there's a chance maybe in the future, because someone said last night, you know, top 50, and the other guy, I think it was Jalen, had a great answer. He said, uh, well, the top 50 is moving out to the top 100 now. Otherwise, Jimmy Joe in, you know, 1938 was a you know, top 50 player. He's going to be, you know, 75 in the next top 100 or whatever the hell they make. That's what I mean. These two kids are going to be, in my estimation, what I've seen so far, and their lives aren't over yet, they win a couple more, they're going to be in the top 10 players that ever played. You know, we, we talked about the Celtics like that, but I don't think we have that kind of a comparison. Those guys were great. Havlicek, Ramsey, Sam Jones, right? You know, Heinsohn. None of them were like Russell. Mm. <laughs> Am I right? Yep, you're right. Sonny, okay. Va- Sonny Vaccaro on the Jake Brown Show. A couple of minutes left. I want to shift before we let you go to the sneaker side. Obviously, the guy in the news has been uh, LeVar Ball. And uh, George Raveling said he's the worst thing to happen in basketball in the last 100 years. $495 shoe. Uh, the guy has made some controversial statements to the media. Uh, what's your take on how LeVar Ball has gone along this uh, route where he's asking for $3 billion from companies like Nike? I, I love him. You know, what's wrong with that? And, I, you know, I, I absolutely love the, the cuts ball of the family. You know, the, the bottom line is going to be LeVar's got to go play basketball. If he goes plays basketball, he may be worth $3 billion, $100 billion. What's all I know what it is? Do we ever think that they were going to get this kind of money? I didn't a long time ago, and I was parsing out the money. But LeVar, no one, I've talked to most of your friends in the NBA, scouts and general managers. They, I still have a great relationship. I have the pipeline. They, they give me enough respect to I at least not an idiot when I talk to you know, people like you, Jay. Mm-hmm. But none of them, to a man, to a ever hesitated they didn't give a damn about the uh, the dad i mean seriously whatever happens happens and you know what the dad got lavar more publicity than any of these guys in this year's draft you know and if, now if he goes there and he becomes good you know who knows what it's going to take i mean my god i don't know but it's not lavar is a great basketball player he's going to go one two three in this draft Lonzo, Lonzo, see you, Lonzo, you yeah, got lavar uh, in your LeVar, head he I'm, talks uh, so much <laughs> Lavar Le- thinks he's a great player. Didn't he want to beat Mike or something? Yeah, that's, he, that's, he was uh, terrible. Okay. Yeah. Right, but but the, but you know, but you know, I only in my lifetime, Jake, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of this. But the one I refer to is Richard Williams because I grew up. I mean, I didn't grow up. I, I spent time in L.A. twenty some years. I knew I was not a golf person, but I knew the girls. I remember Mr. Williams got his butt kicked all the time. He has a lot of Lavar in him. Those girls ended up to be two of the favorite people in my life on the sports world. I mean, what, how they've conducted themselves, what they've done to the sport. You know, Richard's enjoying life in the aftermath, and I mean, he's not dead. I mean, he's, but what I'm saying is, eventually you get past all this hullabaloo of the daddy, the family, whatever, okay? And Mr. Mr. Uh, Ball's going to, you know, you know, and God willing, his other two kids are in the league. This may all pan out for him, but if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. 
what's going to be the end of the world, God forbid, if, if uh, Alonzo uh, uh, gets uh, get hurt and he never plays, and that's mm-hmm. happened, or he's not as good as what he was supposed to be. That's what's going to happen. That's going to affect the shoe. I mean, you, and I'll leave you with this, young man, okay? Did you ever think that Steph Curry was going to command a multi-million dollar shoe deal and for about a year and a half nope. he carried Under Armour to like the 90s and the thing? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, the guy who was cut by Nike, was getting like $100,000 or $200,000. All of a sudden he was America's darling and rightfully so. Jake, think of that when you hang up. I'm just trying to say it all comes down to the performance. If if, if young Mr. Ball can play, and I think he can, he'll be fine. We, we're not going to have to have any parties for but him. But a he'll $500 sneaker is, like, nuts. So, so, so is that any different than, you know, a $500 million, I'm exaggerating, you know, uh, autograph of uh, the ball that Tom Brady supposedly took the air out of? Or <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all about money in this world. And unfortunately, about... of 1% can do what the hell they want with anything. People collect things. I I have no idea. Do I think it'll go off the, it's not going off the charts in Walmart, because there's nothing, you know, $500 your whole shopping month could (laughs) go to Walmart. Okay, you get my point. But you know what? I don't know. And the best case scenario, and I don't know if it's going to happen, if the Lakers would get this kid and they would win, and you're, you're in a town with 100 zillion millionaires, they wouldn't give a damn if he, you know, hung Tom, you know, be like Tom Dooley, hang up from an old oak tree. But, you know, damn, they'll sell pictures of him hanging. I mean, I'm just telling you, that's what means something. Let him be a great player and a great kid. He'll sell the shoe. If he isn't, if he, he isn't, Lavar's going to have to quiet down a little bit, right? Well, I don't know if he's talking. I mean, his dad. I mean, yeah. his dad, whatever. I mean, I can't, uh, you know, it's, just, you know, it's, it's his family, his children love him, you know. Uh, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against, I'm not against anybody trying to do that. What I'm against if they do, if they lie or are deceptive. You, you know what he's dealing from. Mm-hmm. Now, to go back to George Rowling making that statement, well, George might make that statement because I don't think he's ever seen anything in 100 years bad. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> think he's qualified to make you know, what, what, what he's seen right or right. And if he can say a family trying to better themselves is one of the worst things he's ever seen, that just should give this audience some context. We got nine million problems. We have athletes who have done egregious, egregious things personally to others, whatever. And that's not setting basketball back. It never did. A family trying to market themselves. My God, <laughs> it's silly. Sonny Vaccaro, the legend, uh, Nike, former Nike executive. Always a great conversation, Sonny. Uh, it was good talking to you. Appreciate you coming on the show. And, and please keep me in touch and let me know when the show's on, and I'll make sure you have an audience of twenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Appreciate it, Sonny. All right. Take God care. bless you. Stay in touch. Don't make it don't wait a year. Of course. Gotcha. All right. All right. Okay, Jack. Bye bye.